It's Tuesday, so it must be Acre Pro Buy Sell. I know this is a at least for me, I enjoy this time just chatting with Tom. We we come up with some fun and different silly things. Uh, not always silly, but uh, what we think are interesting are buy, sell, or will it happen, will it not happen uh, moments for for uh, Purdue football as we enter week six, right? And the Boilermakers take on Iowa this week. We'll hash that over as well. We want to thank our good friends and sponsors, Kyle Spray and the folks at Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group, your local farmland specialist with decades, specialists, I should say, with decades of experience in Indiana agriculture. No one knows the market better, whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland. Your local Acre Pro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. You can visit acrepro.com or you can call Kyle at 765-775-6502. Yeah, one of the things is this is the ultimate revisionist show, Tom, because we can go last week. We're saying, ah, I don't know if Purdue's going to get to a bowl now. All of a sudden, a win and a decisive win, a 44-19 win over Illinois, and things look different as of this Tuesday, uh, the 3rd of October. All right, we'll start with that. Um, all right, are we going to revise, you know, six wins? Can the boiler Do the Boilermakers make it from today's world? Now, again, knowing that in all likelihood, I think they have a chance to be favored in the three November games. Uh, and then you got to look at Iowa and, and Nebraska's games that you can get. Purdue only a four-point underdog this week, thinking that Ohio State and Michigan are really long shots. That's stating yes. the obvious. All right, are you buying or selling? Are you Is Tom Deanhart going to be going bowling this year somewhere in December? Oh, I lost you there for a second. I? Yep. You hearing me? Yeah, you froze up a little bit there. Yeah, okay. Maybe maybe my wonderful internet. Go ahead, though. Are you buying or selling that they're going to make it to a bowl? I'm going to say uh, I'm, I'm back on the bandwagon, Alan. Um, I think this game, sadly, is very winnable. Cade McNamara, the quarterback, out, banged up in the backfield. I know the, the offensive line's got some nicks. They're tight end. Luke Lachey's been out. Very compromised Iowa offense. So, yeah, I think Purdue's got a good chance to win. And the game in Nebraska as well. Um, the Huskers certainly aren't world beaters either. And then you talked about November games, you know. Um, goes what Minnesota at Northwestern, Indiana, those last three. So, Purdue's got two already, Alan. They need four more. And and there may be five games here I just talked about where Purdue's got a good chance to win. So, yeah, color me positive, color me uh on the bandwagon for Purdue making uh, making a bowl by getting to at least six wins this year. I'm I'm going to be a contrarian only because I want to see another week. I'll, I I I think you know I think winning at Nebraska. I mean, my gosh, the Cornhuskers are are uh, are under Matt Rule are, are seem to be really struggling. Mm -hmm. uh, I like Purdue's chances, but it's and, and especially coming off a bye that I think would help. But I just yeah. want to see one more data point before I'm before I start to buy that one, and that doesn't necessarily mean a win in Iowa City. I think it's how Purdue plays. I mean, I think you're right. If any team was any more right for the picking, it's Iowa this week with their injury situation. Look at the quarterbacks, uh, Allen and Allen. Look at the quarterbacks of the Big Ten West. Oh, I know. It's an it's 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 an utter abomination. I mean, Hudson Card and everybody else. I mean. We saw, you know, Luke Altmeyer last week, oh, yeah. Northwestern, Minnesota, um, Nebraska, 
you know, um, uh, all struggling at best, yeah. all struggling. So again, maybe it's an oversimplification, but having a, a quarterback who's a cut above like Hudson card, is going to give Purdue, I think a leg up on all these big 10 West matches. All right. You and I, we do things like this because we we look back in the back of the day, but two names come out as guys that have come off the bench to really hurt Purdue in the last, <laughs> in the 21st century or the, or the, uh, and that would be Gary Godsey tight end <laughs> at Notre Dame in 2000, where he comes off the bench, didn't really pl- do anything statistically, but they beat Purdue and they gained like 150 yards and still beat Notre Dame beats Purdue and drew Brees uh up in 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 south bend and then a guy named rocky lombardi mm-hmm. after purdue had beaten ohio state in the famous tyler trent game back in 2018 comes off the bench i think might have been about his only start one of his few starts i should say at michigan state and plays well enough to to kind of drub purdue uh in a game that a lot of purdue folks thought the boilermakers could win in spartan stadium uh, is Deacon Hill that guy uh, in terms of that? And, and well, we're not predicting wins and losses just yet. Is Deacon Hill going to throw for over 100, for, for 200 yards against Purdue? He's a big, strong guy, as I understand. And I was got to find a way to move the football. Caleb Williams is out. Um, yeah. You think he throws, are you buying or selling? He throws for over 200 against Purdue. I'm selling that. They're, 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 I, I, it's not going to happen. You know, Ideally, for Purdue not to get off on a tangent here, they get a lead, right? They make Deacon Hill try to be Dan Marino. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's capable. Deacon Hill was at Wisconsin, Al, and then he was going to transfer to Fordham of all places. <laughs> FCS school in the Bronx, Vince Lombardi's uh, alma mater. The battering Rams. Battering Rams, the Fordham <laughs> Rams. So uh, then, then Iowa pulled him out. So um, 6'3", 250, sort of looks like Jared Lorenzen a little bit. If you remember Jared Lorenzen, the old yeah. great Kentucky quarterback. Uh, I don't think so. The receiving court, I was very pedestrian. I mentioned Luke Lachey, uh, Jim Lachey's son, the old Ohio State offensive lineman. Luke Lachey has been out with an, an injury as well. Great tight end. Very compromised skill position as far as Iowa goes. And I, I don't think Deacon Hill's got the weapons, number one. I don't think he's got the skill set, number two. And Allen, you know Ryan Walters is salivating here. I, I was thinking about this last night. He's probably dialing up all types of pressures for this kid. He's going to try to confuse them. He's going to bring some heat on him, Alan. We saw it last week. Yes. I asked Ryan Monday if he, if the defense was more aggressive. I thought it was as far as blitzes go. He said it was. And, again, this quarterback is very inexperienced. So Ryan Walters is very experienced at what he does. So I look for him to get after this guy, get in his head, hit him, maybe force some turnovers. It's homecoming up there in Kinnick. I know it's a tough environment, Alan, but my gosh, the point spread went from Iowa plus four to I think Iowa plus two or so. Give me the points if that's the case in Purdue. I, I think the boys got a great shot here. I just I'm I'm just not sure how Iowa's going to score, Alan. And I know Purdue's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for Purdue to score too. But low scoring game. But my gosh, I really like Purdue's chances here because of Iowa's vulnerability on offense. Yeah, the over-under at 36. I might be thinking about the under in that one also. I think it was at 36, which is which is typical for Iowa because it was 36 mm-hmm. last week, I think, in, uh, in their game as well. Yeah, that's it. There are so many interesting storylines because Tyrone Tracy goes back yeah. to his uh, former, former place. Purdue has certainly benefited from Iowa transfers. Of course, Charlie Jones last year 
made such a huge impact at All-American level for the Boilermakers. Tyrone Tracy may not be an All-American this year, but he is making a huge impact. <laughs> All right, are you buying or selling the Tyrone Tracy? This is a going to get in the end zone. Will he get to dance in the end? He, Tyrone's a pretty straightforward guy, but is he going to be able to celebrate in the end zone of Kinnick Stadium on Saturday? Yeah, I'm buying that. He's got a rushing touchdown on all five games this year. I think he's going to make it six for six. He's going to be stoked out of his mind to go back to Kinnick Stadium. He spent four years in Iowa City, Allen, um, from Decatur Central High School south of Indianapolis. He was a running back in high school. Right. Wanted to switch to wide receiver and just never really got a lot of traction up there. It comes to Purdue last year. It was really a non-factor, to be honest with you, still playing no wide receiver. And this staff made him a full-time running back this spring. And here we are. He's off and away. And one of the bigger surprises on this roster, Alan. And, you know, like I said, he's feeling it right now. And he's going to be extra motivated. I think he will be getting a chance to go back before his old fan base some old teammates, old coaches kind of strut his stuff and show everybody what he's all about. So I think he's going to score a TD out. I think he may even go back to back hundred yard games here. All right. I, I, I see a <laughs> 14 to nine, 17 to 12 type game. I, if, if Purdue gets out of there alive though, you know, it's funny. And, and when Purdue pulled the big upset, I know this is Jeff Brom era stuff, but in 2021, that final was 24 to seven. Uh, so it's just not points. I wonder, Alan, come, uh, when, when's, the last time, when's the last time Purdue won a game scoring less than 20 points, I wonder? Thir <laughs> well, that's the forest for the trees, 13 to 9 over Illinois, right? Uh, that was 2018 or 19. That's five uh, years Yeah, but now it's been a while, and, and that may that may be it, uh, but you're right, it and, and it could happen. Uh, it could definitely happen this time in terms of uh, it in terms of the, now you've got me thumbing through the media guide trying to trying to do a podcast at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. To do. Yeah, I'm interested. But it is that. it is it is a hard thing to do. But Purdue did win that that 24 to seven win at Iowa, and I think they had a 13 to nine score in there. Uh, it may was that COVID year. I'm, I'm debating here of, of what I know, but it, it was that type of situation where the Boilermakers, I'm looking it up right now, and uh, it was, why do I keep thinking? Maybe I'm totally wrong on the 13 to nine, but uh, uh, it, it was, uh, it, it, it isn't happened very often. Rare, that is rare, for yeah. sure. And uh, you have a chance to do it. And uh, you have a chance to, I know Purdue lost to Wisconsin 17 to nine in Jeff Brahms first yeah, year. Yeah, 17. Uh, and yes. and, and while well, I am dreaming this up, they had a 24 seven to win over Iowa. Uh, but uh, the, it is a situation where it's not, doesn't happen very not often. For Purdue, no, they don't win many no. games without scoring at least 20. Yep. And that, uh, that is, and I think I just totally dreamed that up 13 to nine score. So I'm, I'm dead wrong. Um, all right, let's look at, Let's look at um, the whole uh, uh, situation with uh, Tyron Tracy and Devin Mockaby. Yeah. Both those guys have been productive. Uh, we could do a buy-sell. Will Devin Mockaby put it on the turf? I'll, I'll, I'll throw that out to you. Will he put it on the turf this year, this week, I should say? And as good as Devin Mockaby is, we all know that's something that 
from a Purdue perspective that needs to stop uh, if the Boilermakers are going to get what they need need to get out of uh, uh, this game in Iowa City? I'm going to sell it. I think he's going to get it buttoned up this week. Um, six fumbles this year, Alan. He fumbled last week again. Um, I thought maybe they'd, they'd put him on the bench. Maybe I wonder if we'd see him the rest of the game, but pretty went right back to Devin, maybe a, a series or two right after that, even let him carry the ball in the goal line and scored a touchdown. So that was good to see. I think they realize they need Devin Mock, but we, we all know that, right? right? We've seen number 45 now for over a year. We know what he's about. We know his playmaking ability, that burst, that energy, uh, that go the distance ability as well. And, you know, it's no secret now. Iowa's got their scouting report. They're going to be going after that ball when he carries it. But I think I think he'll be even more mindful this week. And uh, I think he'll avoid that fumbleitis that it's really plagued him so far this year. Really, it's cost him his number one his starting job to Tyrone Tracy. Yeah, and I, I'm with you on that. I think Devin Bacchabee, and and by the way, I'm now September 25th, 2021. They did beat Illinois 13 to nine at West Lafayette. So okay. good. I wasn't losing my head. Michigan State in the famous Casey Welch field goal, famous 2006, that 17 to 15 game. No, I'm with you on that notion that uh, um, I think I, I think, and it's really going to be interesting in terms of the Maccabi Tracy dynamic because Tracy has been really done a great job running the football has shown that he's elusive shown he can break tackles different type of runner but uh, and maybe i'm just blinded by what i see i still see maccabee's your guy that could rip off 150 yards easier than tracy and i may be dead wrong on that but just past looking at the eyeball test i still see maccabee as your kind of your higher end potential but but tracy has been extremely impressive just running the football between the tackles mm -hmm. and finding ways to get in, you know, break a tackle, a, a linebacker tackle four yards past the line and turning it into a 12 yard gain. He's, he's done a great job with that. So uh, that's going to be an interesting, an interesting uh, thing to watch from that standpoint. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think that uh, it will be, uh, it's a good problem to have. Ha and Dylan Downing continues yeah. to, can yeah. contribute in small doses, but mm -hmm. in certain situations. And I think that that, uh, that part is going to do it. All right. Garrett Miller had his first touchdown reception of the season. And uh, as of right now, Max Claire, not looking, uh, looking good. I don't know if that's fair to say whether he's going to be back. It looked like almost like a hyper extended knee. I, I know that might, might, God forbid, from a Purdue perspective, that uh, it's an ACL. Though I, you know, he was jogging on the sidelines. I know Chad Crock, over our crack photographer, was reporting that to us during the game. I don't know what that means, but my question is: Garrett Miller, uh, Iowa is famous for its tight ends. Purdue wants to play that game a little bit. Hudson Card uh, wants. You know, we've talked about Garrett Miller being that target. I'm going to throw another buy sell. Five catches for Garrett Miller this week. Buy and sell. I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to I'm going to buy that Alan. Um just given the murky status of Max Clare uh you know on Monday Ryan Walters said they were still trying to get a real diagnosis on Max and I yeah. I agree with you look like a hyperextended knee. Um even if he can go how effective will he be? I don't know. I'm 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 I'm, I'm making a lot of speculations here on on, on what the That's all we do. <laughs> I think may, may, I, I think Garrett Miller's slowly kind of getting back into rhythm. I think it's taken a while mentally to get over this knee injury. 
Uh, and I think maybe we could see even more increased production from him as the season goes on. And and he could be a real weapon. I think he will be. He'll need to be a real weapon against his Iowa defense. It's very formidable. You know, Phil Parker is a great defensive coordinator. Ben, but don't break defense. And boy, a guy like Garrett Miller can take a lot of pressure off a quarterback, especially on third down, third to five, third and six. And uh, this could be a real statement game for Garrett Miller. It'd be a great time for him to really break out and have his best game of the year. And and you know that Iowa defense is going to be focused on number four, Deion Burks. So uh, there could be a lot of room for a guy like Garrett Miller who's a mismatch waiting to happen with linebackers especially. Could be a real opportunity for, for number 88, Garrett Miller, to, to really break out with a, with a five-plus catch game here in Iowa City. Yeah, last week, of course, after Claire's injury, Miller plays 35 plays according to our PFF statistics. Uh, Hartwig, Gus Hartwig all played all 74. So that was a, certainly a good sign that uh, Purdue's, uh, <laughs> you know, that line has certainly played better last week. And I think that will be a that will be a a key thing as as the Boilermakers continue. I was going to do a buy sell of gut whether Gus Hart. I didn't didn't realize that Hartwick had played all seventy four. You know, too. How we saw we saw Luke we saw Luke Griffin play. I yeah, your seventy snaps in, in the place of Jalen Grant. That wasn't because of injury. Jalen Grant's really been the guy who struggled up front. So uh, Luke Griffin had been playing good in practice, playing well in practice. So. He got to play a big role in Missouri transfer last week. I think that'll continue. He's a real big body, Alan. Real big body. We got to tip our hat to that old line, I think, a little bit. It gets its no criticism. But uh, they, they did pretty well against Illinois, which has two NFL, I think, defensive linemen. You know, maybe this is a buy-sell. Um, will Iowa get a sack? This, this is incredible to me. I was talking to Tom Cakery, who covers Iowa for Hawkeye Report. He said Iowa does not have a sack against a power five opponent this year. Yeah. I think they're last in sacks. Think about that. And Purdue's offensive line certainly had its struggles protecting. Go back to that Wisconsin game. Um, so that'd be interesting to see. Buy, sell, out. What do you think? Is Iowa going to get to Hudson Card and sack them? <laughs> I think they will because I think they're talking about it now. And and uh, Kirk Ferentz and, and Phil Parker they will get that done because they're probably now starting to hear about that thing. Hey, what's going on here? We, you guys don't have a sack and, and, uh, that's, uh, that's not, uh, I think the, that they do get that, uh, did, how many did Illinois have last week? Do you think they, they had, had uh, two? Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't very many. I know, I know Purdue had, uh, Purdue had five sacks and they had seven TFLs. Here's my, here are the stats. Illinois had, uh, Illinois sacks. Well, that's not right there. They got their sack yardage. They had, uh, let me go to this comparison thing. But yeah, I think the, the offensive line did a good job keeping things um, buttoned up pretty well. Uh, and, and 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 I think that that's, I, I just think that they'll get one because. They had two, uh, I, I, they, they had two sacks. For that's what I thought. And and sacks. I get it. And, and, and they'll probably try to dial up something. But Hudson Card, we talked about, you know, uh, if they had an all Big Ten team for the West Division, be hard pressed to to you know he's been good he seems to be getting more and more comfortable in terms of of yeah. that last one that I can think of right now buy sell uh, Hudson Card running the football and I was you know again pretty gap integrity defensively uh, and yet you you want to be able to get you know and Card's got to be careful about with you know mm -hmm. we talked about that about making sure he stays healthy. Um, 30 yards or more rushing for Hudson Carr, buy or sell? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sell that I, ideally. Um, if that does happen, I think it's gonna come off of just improvisation scrambles. Um, yeah, and I think it's the sack yardage. I think he will get sacked down. That that could that could sort of chip into whatever rushing numbers he gets as well. So, yeah, again, I I I don't think he's gonna get to that figure of thirty. I'm I'm gonna sell that. And man, you gotta be, you gotta be careful. I mean, you can't play scared, right? Um, but my th just think how the how the complexion of the season changes if he gets hurt um look what's happened to iowa i mean it's going to be the case for most of these teams if you lose your, your starting quarterback but yeah uh you, you want to be judicious with how you use him as a runner and maybe two or three times on a read option he keeps it um but other than that the only runs only time i want him running again is it just an improv an improvisational scramble uh so again i don't think he's going to get to that 30 yard figure though as far as rushing goes on saturday I think Iowa will uh, button him down. I agree with that, and, and you're right. I don't think you're going to be a lot of design. And Iowa's extremely physical defensively. Uh, again, you got to keep him healthy. And Purdue's had injuries. David Blau had a bad injury against Iowa. I, I know that that's, Iowa plays that way. And um, Purdue quarterbacks, uh, uh, you just don't want to have that happen. You're going to avoid that yeah. at all cost if you're Purdue uh, to keep Hudson Card. Yeah, now that that, that uh, Iowa defense on the the secondary, Cooper DeJean, they, they they've got great cornerbacks. Um, like you talked about the over under, man, this game's going to be tight. It could come down to turnovers. You know, games typically do. Purdue got better with turnovers last week, but man, again, and, I think Iowa's really going to struggle to score. And I think Purdue, even though they are fully healthy, Allen, I think it's going to be a challenge for them to score against this Iowa defense too. And John, they had a what a, a uh, punt return for a touchdown last week against Michigan State. Yeah, special teams and defense always score yeah. for Iowa. It's uncanny, and then I mean, yeah, and, and I, it goes back to um, and again we're dating ourselves. Tim Dwight, who was a really good player yeah, there, nineteen ninety seven Purdue rolls in there at a six and one record, and yeah, everybody's going great, leading at the half, and I think he returned their opening kick in the second half against Joe Tiller. And the Boilermakers got to run out of Iowa City in the second half in that game. Again, yeah. Iowa, that formula, even though that was Hayden Fry's, what, second to last year, that formula really didn't hasn't changed much. I got one last comment was just really interesting on Monday that, to me, that um, Ryan Walters said they don't really care what uh, people say, being Kirk Ferentz and Brian Ferentz. There's been so much written about you know, will he keep his job? He's got to average 25 points a game. They're below that figure right now. But Kirk Ferentz is, uh, uh, they're going to do what they do. And they know the full well that, uh, like I said, they need to win a 12 to nine game. They, they, if they do have to do that, you know, that's what they're going to do on Saturday against yeah. Purdue. That uh, it's no beauty contest when you play Iowa, Iowa City. Wins a win, Alan. He's been doing it for what, 24 years, 1999. A long time ago, buddy, 1999. Started it with a yeah. one and eleven record, too. I believe. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's, not, it's not real pretty, but they get wins. I know the fan base gets riled up. Fan bases always get sick of you, no matter who you are, right? Yeah. After 24 years. <laughs> yeah, you lose you lose five percent a year, and if you do that, you're oh, you're well past your welcome. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that. But you know, it's a formula that that's worked. So. You know, it is what it is. You have to embrace who you are. What is your identity as a program? I was not going to throw it for 500 yards. Uh, it's almost like I was talking to somebody yesterday. It's almost like 1985 football. 
uh, as far as the offense goes. Um, <clears throat> play action. They usually use a fullback and uh, punch you in the nose. So, uh, and then the defense, defense never goes out of style, right? And the special teams, they really embrace special teams too. So, yeah, maybe, maybe it could be that return game. You know, Tyrone Tracy's ran a kickoff back for Purdue this year. So who knows? Maybe maybe we'll see a special play on special teams. 1985 Iowa football was Chuck Long at quarterback yeah. and a, uh, finished, what, second or third in the Heisman voting. And uh, they were ranked number one for a lot of that year until the yeah. end of the season, as I recall. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's and, and the uniforms haven't changed much. No. Not a whole lot has changed at Iowa, but they've had a lot of success. And you're right, even Joe Tiller – uh, you know, his last years, not that they were going to, you know, that uh, Joe probably didn't uh, coach, coached a year shorter than he wanted to at Purdue. That's not uh, all that big a trade secret. And the the notion that uh, coaches lose a little bit of equity each year when, and I can remember Joe Tiller talking about that first four years, man, that's great. We've got to the Rose Bowl, but uh, that can hurt you on the back end because that's the expectation. Kirk Ferentz has won a couple of Big Ten championships, has been extremely successful there, but they ain't very exciting right now. And uh, that uh, that uh, that presents a problem over time. Think about this, Alan. Jeff Brown went four and two against Iowa. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, Purdue's won two of its last three games up in Kinnick Stadium too, and then, and yet from nineteen, uh, really from nineteen eighty one to two thousand sixteen, yeah, yeah it was uh, Purdue it was, was really struggling. Of course, Purdue when we were growing up, Purdue beat Iowa twenty yeah. straight years from sixty one yeah. to eighty. Yeah. Uh, but from eight from eighty one on, uh, and Hayden Fry and Kirk Ferentz for the most part just have dominated Purdue, but not. I remember, like, I was there. I was there in nineteen eighty three when Purdue won up there with Eric Hunter. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Eric Hunter was two seven passing and Purdue beat him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and oh, and in ninety two, ninety three. It was nineteen ninety three. Yeah. And uh, right, that was a rare win there yeah, uh, against a decent. Iowa team as well. And yeah. uh, uh, Jim Coletto and company got the job done. So we love to digress on this show. That's our favorite thing to do. But uh, we want to thank our good friends at Acre Pro uh, and Kyle Spray and company. Remember, if you're looking for uh, or Acre Pro is your Midwest farm, uh, local farmland specialist, and you can call them at seven and Kyle Spray at 765-775-6502 or visit acrepro.com. We'll be back next week. Uh, there's always something interesting to talk about. And we can we can blow smoke with the best of them. That's what we try Another to do. Another peacock game. Another peacock game. We could do the over-under on that. I know that the peacock news is supposedly coming out on basketball. We heard yesterday there might be about six or seven games. Uh, on Peacock this year. That will stir up our website, I promise <laughs> you. Uh, you know what? I, I, I don't love it, but I'm going to I'm gonna cobble together six bucks to, to get it because, uh, you know, it's the way the, way the world works. And uh, streaming will happen more than less down the road. So, all right, guys, uh, Tom, thanks so much. And we will see you next week. Uh, for another stellar edition of Buy, Sell. And again, thanks to acrepro.com for making it happen.